Well, hello, listener. Welcome to the show, and thanks for clicking. Today, it's going to be just me. just wanted to share a little thought process, and uh, hopefully this is on a platform where we can share or I can get your view. But if not, if anything else, um, just to get your mental juices flowing, and you're going to have to forgive me today because I have a little bit of a cold still going, so... <clears throat> I might hit some really low deeps, low deep noises throughout this uh, short little chat. But uh, anyway, today's subject I wanted to cover is um, we have the all notorious blue belt blues, where for most people who aren't into jujitsu, they call it the blue belt blues because during the blue belt phase of the jujitsu journey is where a lot of people drop out. You get a lot of people who quit. Um, people who don't stick with it and I'll cover all that and what my thoughts are behind all that here shortly. But I also have been thinking, and I think that there's a purple belt blues too. Um, obviously far less people make it the purple belt. Purple belt's about when you become advanced, but maybe that's a belt where people become too comfortable. And because people become too comfortable, they seem to phase themselves out rather than the sport phasing them out. So get your thought process started on that. I'll work my way up to there. But, you know, just a thought I had, and I think it holds some true value because if you notice around the gym, I think purple belt is when people get a little bit comfortable, maybe too comfortable. And you do see a lot of purple belts phase out or, you know, they kind of lose the enthusiasm. So we'll get into that. Um, I think it only makes sense to kind of build up the, you know, tough phases and the mental practices that it takes to become a purple belt to maybe help, you know, understand the purple belt. And I can't really go too much beyond that because I myself am a purple belt. Um, I've been at my gym for about five to six years straight. So it's taken me a long time to earn that, which is also a lot of time I've spent observing everything around. So... I want to start with white belts. Um, that's obviously, you know, the most exciting phase. It's when you're brand new. You got the honeymoon phase going. You show up. You are excited. You're learning at a way faster pace because everything around you is brand new. There's so much to gain. You've, you know, you kind of have a little bit of that complex that like you suck, which, you know, for anyone who's trying to better themselves is a great motivation to show back up again. And that's probably the hardest part to white belt is actually showing up. You know, I always tell people if they can make it past the first couple months, you'll probably be good because those first couple months are painful. Your body's adapting, your mind's adapting, you're getting sore as hell. You know, you're being humbled. You got to learn that you don't know everything and you just have to keep wanting to, you know, face that ass whooping every single day. Another part of the white belt phase is, you know, you're kind of in there to please the professors. You kind of still look up to everybody in there above you so much that uh, you kind of want to be accepted by them. You kind of want look at them as like your validity for how hard you're working and how much change you're making for yourself. So the white belt phase is obviously a huge phase. It's a fundamental, you know, it's where you're laying your foundation. But I think, in my opinion, you know, other than 
<clears throat> just showing up and making it a habit to survive through your white belt phase, I think you're pretty much golden. I mean, like I said, there's so much excitement in that belt. Um, you're going to find out whether you want to do jiu-jitsu or not pretty fucking quickly. You know, if it's something that's too hard for you or too much of a commitment or you're not looking for something that physical or you're not able to find a class structure that fits your capable needs, then, you know, you'll kind of phase yourself out. You're kind of making your decision. But if you stick through the white belt phase, you know, pretty much the hardest part is showing up. Expect to get your ass kicked. Ex expect everything to not make sense the whole entire belt. Just take what you get. Take as much as you can get, <clears throat> you know, and just keep showing up. Don't look at how hard it is to get through class. Look at how hard it is to get to the front door. I mean, you have to ask yourself. This helped me a lot. Do you ever leave the gym regretting it? If your answer is no, then you don't have to worry about the class or how the class is going to go. And this is a trick for Blue Belt as well because Blue Belt gets pretty mentally tough as well. Look at how hard it is to get to the front door. If you can get yourself to the front door, you know you're not going to pull into that parking lot and then pull out and go home. You know if you get to that parking lot, you're going to force your bitch ass to get to the front door. And that's going to force you to get through class. And then you're going to leave class and you're going to be glad you fucking did it. So if you can get a hold of that simple fundamental right there, get your ass to the front door. Not even, don't even think about the class. Just get to the fucking front door. I think that's the hardest part about white belt. I mean, <clears throat> just creating the habit of going. Um, moving on into the blue belt phase. Now, this is a very tough phase, and this is very understandable why it's called the blue belt blues. I mean, throughout that belt, other than getting the blue belt and it being brand new to you and you feeling like you fucking made it, um, you're not showing up in a white belt everywhere you go. You can tell people you've earned something. You know, even people who don't know the sport, as long as you're not a fucking white belt, you know, they look at you differently. And, you know, <laughs> it's great. But this belt comes with a lot of extremes, ups and downs. Like, one day you're on top of the world. You're feeling great about your game. You think you're untouchable. You know, you've you got things figured out. You're starting to do way better, perform way better against higher belts, um, people with the same belt. You're starting to control people better. But it's a double-edged sword because a lot of times you work so hard on one game that's creating success for you that you don't realize you still have so many holes throughout your entire game that the downs are are pretty far down as well. Just almost as high up as you build, you have just as much you know, open stuff to exploit. So that gets really demoralizing. And, you know, I've been there. I've been, uh, I always liked the guard pass and I would find a good pass that worked for me and it would go over and over again. I'd be like, fuck yeah, I got this shit. I'm killing it. I'm a savage. And then I would literally show up one week and I can't pass anyone's guard with that fucking pass. And it would piss me off and I would be demoralized. I'd be like, I suck again. I, you know... <coughs> How are these guys stopping me? This is so successful. And then you just have to realize, you know, that there's ups and downs and a lot to, um, a lot to work through in this belt. And those can be very mentally rattling, you know, you find yourself in valleys. Um, 
And for all the blue belts out there, I just want you to know that anytime you hit that wall or you hit that low or you hit that valley, you just need to know that um, <clears throat> very easily that that just means that your next up and up is coming. Um, anytime you're at a low spot in jiu-jitsu or you're hitting a, a small, you know, setback, you're usually right around the corner from learning one detail or two details or one move or one system that will greatly improve your game. But in these low valleys, this is where people tend to, you know, give up. Man, this is hard. I've been doing it for a while already. My girlfriend hates it when I'm not home. My wife is wondering where I'm at. I'm tired going to work. I'm tired of working sore. You know, and, and these things catch up to people when they're in those low dark valleys with the, uh, you know, the dark clouds surrounding them. And this is where I think it fucking makes you. This is where you decide if you're a fucking man or if you're giving up on the sport, you know, and this is where true warriors are made. This is what thins out the herd, but keeps the savages around. And <clears throat> there's a lot of different ways around these. There's a lot of different ways to break through this belt. But at least in my opinion and through what I've observed and through my own, you know, experiences, this is a really fucking tough thing to deal with. Um, you put so much time and effort and for people who don't do this sport, it takes years to get belts. It takes years to get stripes. It's not like something that you just show up to and do Taekwondo and in a couple of years you're a black belt and... It really doesn't do much for you. There's a difference. If you go to most gyms and you roll with a white belt and a blue belt or a purple belt, every single belt, you can feel a different strength in human being, a different type of technicality. It's it's a sport that's really hard to fake. Like, it shows. So for the people who are blue belts and they work their asses off and then they're just getting their asses handed to them throughout that belt, it could be really demoralizing. And, you know, as we all know, when you're in these dark valleys it you know darkness kind of snowballs and you got to fight your way through that and that's where the blue belt blues comes from that's when people decide you know fuck it you know i feel so much better when i just go to work or fuck it this takes so much time out of my day i'm gonna just you know play video games or i'm gonna work more or i'm gonna sleep or you know hey i don't blame you to each his own but this is where you know stereotypically a lot of people are lost and <coughs> I've always wanted it you know I looked forward to my purple belt almost more than my black belt I don't know why but the purple belt was always a huge checkpoint for me and um so I think holding on to that kind of got me through blue belt I mean I know I've always wanted to at least make it the black belt throughout all the martial arts I did um when I trained MMA you know, I came from wanting to be a boxer to eventually getting into a jiu-jitsu academy. And that was the sport that stuck out of all of them, surprisingly. I just loved the chess match, and I just loved, you know, playing human chess while you're physically exerting yourself. And, you know, getting in shape, there's a lot of benefits. But, um, yeah, um, you got to find your own motivation through there. And sometimes, you know, you got to lean back on phase one, the white belt phase, which is just fall back on your habit of getting to the front door. I mean, 
those days where you get your ass whooped, you know, it's kind of hard to leave your ego. You got to do it, though. I remember days where I'm on the wall and I've got three stripes on my belt and there's a blue belt who's got one stripe who's pretty fucking tough. And I'm tired or I've worked a full day in the sun the day before or whatever. And I don't want to get paired up with that guy just because I don't want to look like I'm inferior to him. And, you know, that guy gets your ass that day. He's always going to remember that he got your ass. He's not going to remember that it was a fucking hard day before that. But that's where you got to put your ego in check and, you know. The the fact you showed up, got on the mat, is is a win. And that's another day under your belt of experience to learn from. And, you know, you got to remember that, too, that a lot, a thing of blue belt, like I said earlier, is there's a lot of holes. You've got a lot of holes in your game that you don't realize. There's a lot of shit that you probably haven't even explored yet in jujitsu that you don't realize. So the fact that you are having success one week and you show up the next week and you're not just might mean that, you know, someone's exposing a hole in your game and or you're showing a hole in your game. And that's just something you are going to get to learn. You're going to get to learn, you know, what you're giving up and how to get around it. And once you turn that corner, you're going to have so much more success and be so much more of a complete, you know, jiu-jitsu practitioner that you're not going to regret it. And hold on to that thought. Next time you're having a rough day or a rough week or you're being exposed, these are the little thoughts that need to cross your head that go through your mind. To each his own, everyone's mentality is their own thing, but... It happens to a lot of people and a lot of people are able to get through it. So this is where a lot of, where it's, you know, said that a lot of people drop out. Um, and for those reasons stated before, I can kind of see it, you know, just to sum it up real quick. White belt is kind of the honeymoon phase. You're excited. You know, you walk in there. The hardest part is probably getting to the front door some days because you're so beat up and tired and you're not used to it. But breaking through that will get you through the next phase and take you up to the next level. Blue belt is the ups and downs, mentally and physically, you know. Usually by this time, maybe you've had a couple injuries or you push yourself too hard trying to show off or keep up, which is another common thing with white belts. You know, they get injured a lot because they're so frantic and, and push all over the place and, you know, so tight. They roll so tight that it creates a lot of injury. So that's another thing that can take people out especially for a while and get you out of the habit. But that's why I think it's so important for white belt to build the, the habit of showing up. And for blue belt, I think it's important to build the habit of looking for holes in your game. You know, don't necessarily concentrate on the wins, but look through the holes in your game. It's a huge belt for defense. And I think the more defense you build up in that belt, the more of a long-term game you're playing and the more you, you will, it will pay off, you know? There's nothing more demoralizing in matches when people realize that they can't submit you or they can't hold you down very long and you can just feel the momentum switch in your favor after, you know, you kind of ran them through the cycle a couple of times. So, you know, <clears throat> show up and then build the mentality of looking for your holes and looking at how to get better at not being so exposed and surviving and then coming up on purple belt now this is one that we don't talk about and i don't know if it's because the herd gets so thinned out 
that uh, there's not a whole lot of purple belts. And there's not a whole lot of purple belts to even talk about it. But I do think there's a little bit of a purple belt blues. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I've got friends all over. I've got purple belt friends who've quit. I've got purple belt friends who don't show up as much anymore. And I think it, you know, I was brainstorming. I'm like, okay, blue belt blues. That makes sense. But fuck, like, you know, I look at the gym wall and there's not a lot of purple belts either. So... <clears throat> one of the main contributing factors to that, I think, is comfort. I think a lot of people get super comfortable with it. Um, I think <clears throat> that's like the phase where, you know, you get out of that beginner stage, you're more advanced, so you feel more entitled. You feel, you know, that... You put in a lot of work. You're now considered an upper belt. You don't get smashed as much. You don't get exposed as much as you do as normally as a blue belt. But I think it also, that comfort, which is great, you know, you want to be comfortable. But it comes as a double-edged sword because with that comfort, you <clears throat> you get too comfortable and you don't realize that you're <coughs> harming yourself. Um you know, we kind of have a joke at our gym because the pro belts always show up late. Uh, they don't do warm-ups, which is kind of shame on them because I think if you can do a warm-up, sometimes shit happens, but I think if you can do a warm-up, you should. You know, you need to set an example for the people below you. They look up to you, and it's kind of your duty to, you know, put a hard-working uh, example out there for them, you know? You don't want to be the guy who doesn't do burpees or you know, can't do push-ups during the warm-ups who wants to beat everyone's ass. I want to be the guy who can do all the warm-ups better than you and whoop your ass. But nonetheless, you get the guys who show up late. You get the guys who don't do warm-ups. And, <clears throat> you know, you kind of get the guys who are just happy to be like, you know, I made it to an advanced state. And to be honest, a lot of that honeymoon phase wears off by then. You know, you, you not that you're not excited to show up, it, it's really cool because it becomes more of an advanced game and you become that person that you stared at so far away so long ago that like you're like holy shit like I'm I'm that guy that I'm like how the fuck does he understand this move or you know that guy asked that question the other day how the fuck does he why is he even concerned about that now you become the guy who understands the game that that much that it it, it does create comfort but <clears throat> I think that there's a lot of people who get comfortable and they're, they just accept that they made it to an advanced state and they get lazy with the comfort. You know, they don't have that same drive of getting their ass kicked every day. And, you know, you don't have the constant attention looking down on you. You have more people looking up to you, which also creates a lot of comfort because you get that social recognition that you're a beast and people want to be just like that. And it kind of, uh, I think that's where a lot of people are like, all right, well, I've been doing this for years. Again, I'm going to go to work or, I'm, you know, I've been injured enough. You know, just the typical things that take people out. But I think that, you know, <clears throat> if you listen to Joe Rogan a lot, he talks about liking to suffer and looking forward to suffering and 
you know, if you're not getting your ass kicked every day, it's not as motivating to, to kind of show up the next day to, to learn how to kick ass. And, you know, if you're in a gym that doesn't have a lot of upper belts, you kind of miss out on getting your ass whooped and your hunger and your, you know, thirst for more. You know, when you get tapped out and demoralized, you kind of want to learn why. If you're just beating everyone's ass, you're kind of just showing up to show off, which, you know, I guess can be nice. But at the same time, you know, it gets old. You know, you don't feel like you have as much to prove. And I think that, uh, you know, I'm two stripes in, about halfway through. Uh, <clears throat> and that's just something that I realize is, you know, I think it's kind of like a make it or break it belt more so than blue belt because... In my eyes, and I can't really speak on this too much, but if you make it through the purple belt and you make it through the comfort zone and, you know, you accept the role as a higher belt and an advanced student, then you're one step closer to becoming a black belt slash master. And I think that, you know that might carry you through your brown belt. You know, I just picture brown belt being, and I might have to revise this statement, but I picture brown belt being kind of like the phase where you work on your attacks and you just work on, you know, refining everything for black belt, which is, you know, also going to be teaching. Um, This is just my take on it. I'm open to suggestions. I'm open to critique. And I'm open to other people's opinions. Maybe someone has made it all the way through Purple Belt. <clears throat> or maybe, you know, other people's experiences I'd love to share. I'd love to grow this to the point where I can interact with everybody or I can get other people's opinions on things. Um, but <clears throat> just to reiterate, I'm thinking, you know, White Belt, the hardest part is to show up, get to the door, make it a fate or a phase. <laughs> To break through the phase, you need to make it a habit to show up and get your ass kicked and enjoy it. For blue belt, you need to make it to break through the phase. You need to make it a habit to enjoy the the valleys because that just means you have more opportunity to learn from stuff. You know, competing is great with that too. If you compete and you get your ass whooped, I actually like getting my ass whooped. I actually, if I sign up to a competition, which I wish I did more, but I'm injured. Um, I have a neck injury that I'm constantly babying and trying to figure out. So I only compete when I feel good. Um, but whenever I do compete, I like to look, I like to hope that I'm going to get my ass kicked because that just means there's somebody more savage than me to show me that there's somebody more savage than me. And it gives me a whole lot of stuff to learn. So to break through the blue belt phase, you just need to become obsessed with learning and just forget about the belt. Just become obsessed with learning. That's going to be important. And then as far as purple belt, I'm saying don't get too comfortable. You know, you need to still get your ass kicked. So find the opponents, find your teammates that whoop that ass and find your teammates that you can practice on, you know, your holes. You're still developing. So also motivate yourself to set an example for other students below you. You know, don't show up late. You know, shit happens. I get it. I show up late a lot. You know, I have a a lot of times I show up to the noon class right when rolls start. But I still come to the night class and I still try to be a hard worker in the room. I still try to, uh, you know, 
show that I can make it through the warm up as well as through my rolls, whatever rolls I can until my neck starts going crazy. But just set an example for the lower belts. You know, you don't want to be, you know, what lower belt wants to look up to the guy who's, you know, sitting on the wall bullshitting when he's in there getting his ass kicked. He wants to look up to, you know, the right kind of person. So I guess just set the example for the one below you. And <clears throat> let me know if you think that the purple belt blues also exist. And for any of the guys in the gym who listen to this, I need to know, is there a brown belt blues? Because it seems like to me a lot of the brown belts seem to make it to black. At least in my gym, I don't see a lot of brown belts quit. I've noticed that, you know, obviously you get your fair amount of white belts that leave, but that's going to be a shit ton. And then you get your blue belt blues where a shit ton of people leave. But that also makes sense because those are the first two belts, you know. A lot of people can do something for a year or two. Purple belt seems to, like, hurt out. A lot of blue belts don't make it to purple belt, obviously. But it seems like a lot of purple belts don't make it to brown belt. So anyway, I'd love to get your thoughts on it. If this gets posted on a platform where, you know, you can share your thoughts or what you think about it, then share your thoughts. Let me know what you think. And for those who can't, sucks for you. I think the podcast is fucking sick. If you're listening to it and you're like, you know, I don't know if I want to listen to the next episode of this podcast. You're probably a bitch ass. You need to listen to the next episode of this podcast. To keep listening to it um, because my friends down here are trying to make shit happen and we're going to make some shit happen.